is going on everybody welcome back to heck versus hell where the truth we tell okay i'm sorry i apologize in advance for my voice not exactly sure what's been going on with it for the last couple days but it has been bothering to say the least it almost sounds like i'm sick like i got flown like something okay so i apologize in advance um, if you have heard the previous episodes, you know we're going on a roll here and we're getting into some depthitude. Don't know if that's a word, but you're going to have to stick with me, constantly making up words, okay? So we're going into some depthitude today as well. And this is also going to be partially a testimony of what kind of happened in my life and, and how we have to view things as well, okay? So so the deeper understanding of truths. And some of these things I may have referenced before, but I never got fully into them, okay? So today, this episode, join us as we embark into this journey on Heck versus Hell's Signs, alright? So this episode is going to be called Signs. We're going to go into it basically talking about, well, signs, right? Signs, people always talk about, hey, give me a sign, God. If you're there, if you're real, give me a sign. If this is where I should go, give me a sign. And the reality of the situation is that God signs a lot. And that's what we're going to go into is is signs. So this is a really good one. This is also one that I've wrote about, I want to say, maybe over a year and a half ago. I wrote a whole long teaching on this. So this is going to be kind of a short synopsis, a shorter synopsis. We'll have the much longer version on soul ties. Okay, that's going to be rolling out very soon. And then we'll go into it a lot deeper in there, break it down, use a lot more scripture and text based in it. And we're going to go into it, okay? Wherever you're listening to this at, Brazil, Portuguese. Okay, I know, I know, I know. That was that was a little joke right there. Sweden, Russia, Europe. Mexico, Colombia, all the states, so many states. There's actually some uh, right here nearby. I'm not going to say what state or what city I'm in. There's actually some people here nearby that also listen to the show. So if you think you know who you are, hey, congrats um, for knowing that, I guess. I don't know, but thank you for listening. And thank you all to all you amazing, beautiful listeners that constantly support Lexis. I don't know if I should call it Lexus or Lex, Lex, uh, Angela, Tony, all of us, all of us from the team, you know, constantly pushing God's platform out here, okay? And I know, I know the word God, it's it's almost tainted, and I, I don't like using it as much anymore, just because it's got such a stigma behind it, right? Like, even uh, Muslims, Muslims have so much respect. They get so much respect from everybody else. Nobody disrespects them. Nobody disregards them. And they don't call God God all the way. They call him Allah, right? But that's the same thing. Allah. And uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right or wrong. But you know what I mean. And that's, uh, it, it's different. Like everywhere they have different pronunciations of God. But here in the Western society or even in in different pl- parts of the country, Australia, Europe, Sweden, Switzerland, all these places, they, they reference God as well. And Western society has given it such a negative stigma that it's to the point where you don't even want to use that word because everybody thinks they know God. And 
you know, I can't, I can't deny that. I can't stop saying, hey, you don't know who God is. But the reality of the situation is, hey, you don't know my God. You don't know the creator of the universe all the way. Because a lot of people get bits and snippets, but everyone always tries to put God in a box. You know, that's the one thing I do hate about religions, is they try to put God in a box. And with different types of practices, they try to discount the Holy Spirit or discount Yeshua, right? The Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like they don't fully understand God. If they don't know the Son, they don't know the Father. If they don't know the Son and the Father, they don't know the Holy Spirit. And they don't know that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And the power that we have is just as infinite. They don't know that. Because of their ignorance, their lack of knowledge, right? And the stigmas that we put. Because, I mean, let, let, let's say this. If I go into a conversation, oh, I know I'm about to trigger a couple of you. If I go into a conversation saying, hey, abortion is bad, boom. Your mind is already uh, pre-made. Your mind is already preset. Most people, whenever they hear certain topics of conversation, their ears are not open to hear. Okay, they don't begin by saying, okay, well, why do you say that? They're just like, hey, you know, what's the big idea, pal? You know, they just immediately go, go against you if your belief contradicts theirs. You know, there's not a lot of real freedom of speech when it comes to different parts of the world. And then unfortunately, even in over in, uh, in, in Asian countries, China most predominantly, the Bible is getting basically banned. You know, it's paraphernalia now. It's, it's something you can't hold. It's contraband. So it's, it's getting into those times. We're getting in a very much approaching the times where Yeshua is going to come back. You know, and I just want to say this as a warning because those signs were given. And, and just to go straight into the episode today, one of the things that happened when, when Yeshua, I, I like saying it like that better because even the stigma name, for the name Jesus is ill portrayed. You know, whenever a lot of people think of Jesus, they're over here thinking of a white man that was painted by Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, and that's, that's not to diss any type of complexity, complexity of skin color, of melanation or not. But that was not who God was because that man that was painted was actually Leonardo da Vinci's... It, well, there's two theories. It's either Leonardo da Vinci's lover or his gay son. It was one of the two. Um, but that's not God, right? R regardless what orientation, regardless what type of sexuality, regardless what type... That, that person wasn't God, okay? So let, let's get that straight. That was not Jesus, okay? So that's why I prefer using Yeshua. And even that is starting to get tainted with negative connotation with, uh, what is it, the real Israelites, I think they're called, they call themselves, where they're basically cloaked in purple linen. And they, 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 they're like the Pharisees, really. You know, that um, I don't, I'm not completely against it, but they're they're to the point where it's almost like, they exalt themselves, you know, and, and that's no problem, you know, everybody has their own portion of misunderstanding and, and faults that we have, right, I have my own faults, we all have our own faults, you listening to this, you could, you could count a couple faults yourself, I could do the same, we all have faults, you know, and that's not to judge them, but it's like, you, you begin to see that religion is not the way to go, because every time, it's the same way. You have to have a mediator 
to talk and be one with the Father, to be one with the Creator of the universe. So we get we begin to have almost like a stream of power, like we can't go to rec- directly to the source. Like if we want water, we're gonna have to wait for water to be bottled up, packaged, put in the store, and that's where we can go get it. Okay, that's that's what religion is. You can't. They make it seem to where you can't depend on it, and it coddles to the person itself too, because a lot of people that go to churches and stuff, they do it not. For the look, well, yeah, I'd say more so for the look, okay? Not for the commitment or dedication is what I meant to say. But more so to say, look, I'm doing it and this is the time I put apart from God. I'm I'm, I'm holy, I'm holy. I put away one hour out of, what is it, over close to 200 hours in a week. I put away one hour just to God, dedicated to God. That's insane. That's that's insane that we dedicate such little time to the creator, to the one that gave us everything that we have. And, well, to, to get into it, uh, what, one of the things that the Pharisees actually asked Yeshua was, if you are God, or if you are the Son of God, show us a sign. And he responded, hey, you adulterous generation, all you seek is a sign. There is no sign that will be given to you except like the the time of Joah. Jonah, sorry. And basically he's talking about how Jonah was in the mouth of the whale for three days, came back up. Same way with him. Okay, that's the sign they're going to receive. He died three days, rose again. So it, it, it all goes into context, right? And he speaks so much in parables. And, and you begin to realize there's so much alignment with everything. Like there's, there's, that's why I, I begin, I didn't like history at one point in time. It was like boring to me. And I'm like, why, why even learn this stuff? You know, cause in school, all they taught was American history. And I looked at it as, as just boring, you know, like, I, I don't want to know when the, when the colonies were colonized and I don't want to know all about this basically Boston tea party about rebellious people just not wanting to pay taxes and using their guns to have a war against the people that fed them. Like, come on now. I didn't, I didn't want to know all that stuff, right? But you begin to see, hey, it it's a part of a pattern. You know, everything in life is cyclical. Everything in life has a pattern. You are always going to have some type of repetition, whether you like it or not. And that's why we speak a lot about paradigms. That's why we speak a lot about breaking patterns, breaking generational curses. Because if you go back in time, there's going to be so many instances in which something like this or something directly correlating to this has already happened. Okay, he referenced Jonah. He referenced the flood of the the uh, Noah. He flexes. Uh, referenced so many times he referenced Moses he referenced all these things all these situations that had happened before he came and walked on this earth right he was there he was there for each and every one of them but he referenced all of them he referenced the people coming out of Egypt he referenced the blood of the lamb being shed right that happened when the people came out of Egypt all these references and and this is Really important to look at because once we begin to see that, we begin to see, hey, everything happens for a reason. Every single little thing happens for a reason. And that's actually some a conversation that Lex and I were having the other day is, is how beautiful God orchestrates things. Like if you are truly cho- chosen by God, 
he will help you so much. Like in my situation, for example, the one of the first times I even started acknowledging God after I had that whole little phase slash era where I was like, there is no God, all this and that. You know, in my heart, I I knew there was, but I was like, I'm going to say this because, you know, I I feel like my life is so bad that he's not really there for me. And then one of the first times was whenever I was actually making some drives, right? And I would know, not to go into detail, but I would know whether or not the drive was going to go good or not. And it was like a feeling. And one of the one of the most distinct times was whenever I was leaving my house. And it was just raining, pouring so hard. Like, you know that rain that pours so hard that you can't even see while you're driving on the freeway? You can't see, what, like 200 feet in front of you? That's the type of rain that it was. So I was over here driving like 40 on the freeway, just on the way to, to my destination. And... Right as soon as I left the city limits, that rain was there the whole time. Abruptly, it just stopped as if there was like a barrier from the rain to the the outside of the, the county that I was leaving. And immediately in my heart, I'm like, that almost seems like I was not supposed to leave like it was trying to keep me in this county, right? Like it was trying to keep me in this in this city. And uh it just hit me like that. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And it was the, at these times these these drives were kinda longer. So I would go and I just I, I would suck at long drives. Like I get bored so fast I can't I can't stay up. That might be so how some of you get it and understand what I'm talking about. I can't stay up for anything, even if I'm listening to music. Like, the only way I can stay up is if I have someone right next to me that I can talk to the whole way there. And at this point, I had one of my buddies with me, but he went asleep. He he fell asleep because he was up all night. So I was just there driving, driving for a little while, and the stereo just cut out out of nowhere. You know, so I was just there in complete silence, just driving down the road for another hour, getting sleepy and stuff. But I kept looking at that. Like, that gave me time to think on it, and I'm like, man, that's so weird, so whatever, I keep going forward, I keep moving, I keep progressing, stop at a gas station, whatever, I go, and I'm getting closer to my destination, and I want to say, I'm like, still like, not even to the halfway point, really, it was a long drive, but I go, and and I'm driving kind of in, since Texas, it's so big right so there's there's gonna be a lot of highways and freeways that are almost uninhabited and there's like trees coming in almost on the freeways on the on the highways excuse me that it almost makes it look like you're driving through like a back road type of thing it's still highway it's still constructed road but they kind of bend over the road a little bit and I was driving through that and out of nowhere, a cardinal comes out. It comes out and and it just goes in front of the car and I hit it. Like it just happened in, in the matter of a couple seconds. I didn't even have time to react. Even if I broke really hard, I probably would have still hit it. And it just like flew out of the trees and just boom, hit it. And I'm like, man, 
that's the third thing I've seen so far that almost seems like don't go, you know, because red means stop, right? And it just kept happening like this, and it was just weird to me. That was some of the first times I started noticing these type of things, and I didn't understand it at all. I was just so confused. I was, like, putting it in my head, because I, I always had a type of superstition because my uh, my mother... She always believed in good and bad luck, things like that. So I would kind of take on that superstition, you know, hey, bad uh, bad luck is for cats, things like that. There is no such thing as bad and good luck. But God will give you warning signs. Okay, and nowadays they're starting to take, take these type of things and go like, oh, that's a red flag, that's a red flag. And they shrug it off so easy, like, oh my gosh, I love these red flags. When it's literally showing you these signs they don't they don't all the way come from god too but it's like i mean every glory has to be given to god right but sometimes it's just people showing you who they are you know those red flags that people talk about that's people showing you who they are that's people showing you their character at least a glimpse of it because if you're starting to meet someone they're not going to show you hey here's my dirty work laid on the table boom i'm this 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 you know, I actually love uh, breeding cats, and then I take the babies, and, and I just, you know, get rid of the parents and send them to the homeless shelter. You know, that, that, there's some people that do some heinous stuff. You know, I'm not going to go deeper than that, but, th like, they're not going to say that on the first date and say, hey, this is, this is how I am. You know, this is my character. Nobody does that. So, those signs, those flags, those red flags, that's what it is, right? You you, It's a warning sign. It's... Just, I mean, just like a sign, you know, just like whenever you see a, a road sign, hey, 50 miles per hour, but there's also warning signs, yield, oncoming traffic, stop, all these types of signs, they give you direction, that's what they're there for, they give you direction, they give you guidance, even with speed, it gives you guidance on how fast you should be going, how fast the road can tolerate it, and how your vehicle can maneuver. Okay, and God works exactly the same way. They created this. Everything that is in this world was already. Okay, this is all innovation. Nothing, nothing is creation. Even Bluetooth. I mean, if you imagine Bluetooth, hey, somebody went and created something that connects with something else completely far away using radio waves. That's insane if you even put it together. Like, this world had nothing uh, a couple million years ago, if that's how old it is. And now there's technology to the point where, hey, you can go and connect with speakers on your head. You can go and connect with someone across the world. And all of this already was, right? Because frequencies is, is what God is. Frequencies is what we operate off of. We are spiritual beings so the electromagnetic forces in our heart in our mind are some of the strongest electromagnetics anywhere anywhere you'll find okay so this already was everything that's created is innovation nothing is invented everything is innovation everything is based off of something else nobody can go and just boom snap my finger here's what it is Color, even if someone says, hey, you know, we came up with a new color. No, you didn't. There was already colors. That color was already on the spectrum. That color was already absent of light or it had a certain glimmer of the light shining onto it. You see what I'm saying? Everything is already in place. So everything that ever will be already was and already is. 
Okay, um, this is where we're going deep. So, if you begin to look at it, like we, in a sense, are still in eternity. And I say that because I firmly believe that as spiritual beings, we are taken out of eternity and placed into this world. Okay, so that gives us the opportunity to say, hey... You choose, out of the free will, right? You choose what you have your life with. You can't go and live thousands and thousands of years just doing bad things, doing all this and that, or only following one voice which makes you not fully free will. God gives you an opportunity here, son. Here, daughter. Choose what you want to do. Here is your free will. Do what you want with it. Okay? If you want to live in the house that was set for you, in the room that was made for you, in the table that was prepared for you, that I prepared for you, come to me. And if you want the world, if you want to accept Satan without directly accepting Satan, but accepting the principles and cultures and practices that Satan teaches, go. Be gone from me, for I never knew you. And it's all these signs, all these callings that we get every single day. It doesn't even have to be something major. Literally, I was going and and, and second time I got arrested, I, I was so, well, actually it was the first time. After the first time I got arrested, I just wanted to, I, was, I, I had a whole change of perspective and I really wanted to get out of jail. I just wanted to get out of jail so bad. I've, I've said this before and I was just realizing, man, I take everything for granted. You know, that's when my whole perspective shifted and I'm like, I really do have it all. I really do have everything I ever need. I have love. I have people around me that love me. I got, you know, sufficient. I got a bed. I got a bathroom of my own privacy, you know, all these things that I just took for granted. I could go outside and smell the fresh air whenever I wanted to. I could walk outside in the middle of the night if I wanted to, you know, everything. I could sleep butt ass naked you know, I could do whatever. That was my choice to an extent. You know, I can't go out here and just, hey, you know, I'm about to steal a car, right? But it's like that those little things that I realized I took advantage of. You know, even being able to have a remote to change my own channel or watch whatever I wanted to watch. Nah, and there it was more so like you had to call up a, a correctional officer, get them, hey, get their attention. Once they finally want to come around, then they'll change the channel. And then you had to come with a consensus with the whole cell of what you want to watch. So it's all these little things that you just take for granted. Once I got out, I just went right back into the same pattern. You know, and that's that's the thing about it too is when we go, and I had to realize that for myself, that's still a very bad habit that I, I seem to have um, that I, I haven't completely gotten out of, you know, because even with little things, some little things, they just kind of happen. You know, it, it's almost, it, it's really hard to not fall back into the subconscious, to not fall back into the pattern. <clears throat> so what what like one saying that I really love is you don't you don't miss the water until your well runs dry, right? Like you don't appreciate it. You're not missing what you already have right in front of you. You know, whether it's your family, whether it's the privilege of being able to even have a job, a house, a place you can stay, a, a safe spot, so whatever it is. 
you know, the little things, coffee in the morning, being able to have your own coffee, being able to wake up so early that you enjoy the sunlight, being able to have land that you can walk on freely, just whatever it may be. These little things that we take for granted, a bed, some water. I'm staring at water right now. I really want to drink it, but, you know, all these little things that we take for granted. I, I had a three-day fast, absolute fast, and I was like, Lord, let me drink some water, Lord. You know, I was just like fighting those fleshly tendencies of, of wanting water, of wanting food, and I wanted water more than anything after those three days, and... Once I finally drank it, it was like the best sip of water I ever had. And the upcoming days, I only drink like two bottles of water. You know, so it's like so quick. We're so quick to once we have it again, we just fall back right into the same pattern. And that's one of the hardest things too with relationships is it takes a lot for someone to change. And I had to realize that with myself too. You know, there was points where I would go and I would say, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it won't happen again. And I fall back right into the same pattern. You know, a lot of people do it. It's almost a self-sabotaging fashion in what we do. And it becomes very difficult to just abstain from it, to, to become conscious of every single step that we take. And we got to just ask ourselves, hey, how did I do? You know, every day, how did I do? Am I doing okay? Am I... Am I doing what I promised I was going to say? Because I'm consciously, whether you know it or not, if you break your promise on a word that you said, you lose self-respect for yourself. Even if you said it as just, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that later. And later never comes. Every time that later goes by, you lose respect for yourself. You lose self-esteem. You lose all these type of things that taint your self-image. Okay, subconsciously, you don't even need to do it consciously, even if you tell someone, hey, you know what, I'm going to give you a call later, you know, or I'll call you back. We have such a moral compass instilled in us, the way God created us to the point where if we don't follow the ethical pattern of what we're supposed to be doing, if we even just throw a little lie like that, it, it hurts our self-respect. It taints ourselves, So we start to see ourselves as less. So that's why now whenever I speak, everything that comes out of my mouth, I'm either going to do it or I'm just not going to say it. You know, or I'm not going to commit to it. I'm not going to say, oh, I promise I'm going to do this. I swear I'm going to do this. No, it's, hey, yeah, I'll get to that right now. I'm, I'm to it. Yeah, I'm going to get you that by three days. I'm going to get it by three days. That's it. Your word has to be your bond. When God gave promises, so many promises, if you begin to look at this, and a lot of pastors preach this, a lot of people, preachers, priests, a lot of people preach this. Whenever we talk about God's promises, we don't look at it and, and see God saying, I promise I will be with you. I promise I will walk you through the shadow of the valley of death. I promise I will never leave you nor forsake you. These are not in those words. I promise I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you as you walk through those fires, through waters. I will be with you. You will overcome. These are promises. Okay, and, and if you go back to the last episode about 
basically how we have a, a whole I am who I am, right? How we have a whole manual. This is what it is. Whenever someone writes a manual to a device, a product, a service, whatever it is, they don't say, yeah, it's probably going to turn on. You know, like, that's not what they say. Yeah, it's probably going to work for a little while. You know what? Hey, that one, that one, that one right there, you know, that cell phone right there, it probably has Siri on it. You know, maybe not. Who knows? Like, they don't, they don't do that, right? They, they say, hey, this is what it has, this is what it doesn't have. It's the word. It's, it's what it is, you know, and that's the type of integrity that we have to have for ourselves, first and foremost, so that we can begin to reap what we sow. Because if you're over here constantly not acknowledging those little things, they stack up. They always stack up. Everything always stacks up. You're planting all these little seeds, you know, whether they be little weeds, hey, it still messes with your garden. Still messes with your self-perspective. Ooh, that's a bar. Y'all better be writing this down right now. And and that's how we got to look at it, you know, is, is just make your word your bond. And and jumping back, that's something that I had to realize in what I was doing. I wasn't having the ethical practices that I needed to have. I was doing a lot of bad. I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing. And one of the one of the things too was I wasn't treating. I had a little girlfriend at that time, right? I was a, uh, I was I was still young. I, I still want to say I was a child at that time, you know, because it was a, uh, it was it was a whole different state of being. So I'm gonna say I had a little girlfriend at that time, and at that time I was basically just horribly treating that poor young girl. You know, I was just giving her nothing but bologna sandwich on a platter. And I don't mean bologna sandwich, I mean BS, right? And that's what I was uh, realizing, you know? It was like, I I almost felt a bit of guilt from it. But even then, you know, I would just sometimes even lie about it. You know, I would do things that I know would hurt. You know, if, if she found out, I know it would hurt. And uh, I was just continuing on with it. You know, like I I almost didn't care. And after a while, you know, after a couple of those signs that I saw, I had a moment where I basically was playing a video game. I think I've said this before. I was playing a video game and I had a bracelet that she gave me. It was one of those that you kind of clip on. And excuse me if you hear all this background noise. I have really noisy neighbors, you know, and, and I've tried to tell them, believe me. But that, that's what you're probably hearing in the background. So don't don't look around thinking, oh, man, I just, you know, there, there's a kid yelling outside my house. No, I have noisy neighbors, so sorry about that. But if there was this clip-on bracelet that she had gave me, I think it might have been for my birthday. And what had happened was it just, out of nowhere, just fell off my wrist. Like, I didn't make no jerks. I didn't swing my hand. I didn't anything. I was just sitting there. My hands were steady, just playing the game. And out of nowhere, it just slips off. Like, like so effortlessly, so peacefully, so weird. And, and in my heart, you know, once again, I knew, man, that relationship's over. You know, I kind of already knew it was coming to an end. But that was like... A physical confirmation, you know, and that's what I began to realize, like, every single little thing happens for a reason, 
And I started living by that so hard. Like even the first time I went to jail, before I read any scripture, before I know who God was, before I even acknowledged Yeshua for what he did, I was over here basically realizing, hey, everything, every single little thing happens for a reason. It doesn't matter how big or how small. It's all a butterfly effect. Every single little thing. And that's where they get the thing butterfly effects from. You know, if you change a little something, it could, hey, it could impact something else. If you move your bottle one inch to the right at a perfect time. This isn't to scare you, but this is to give you a little synopsis of what it is. If you move the bottle of where you normally place it a little bit to the right and, and it just out of nowhere falls off the counter and then it goes and it rolls into someone else and it makes your boss fall and they break their neck and now your boss is out of work. You know, because their their neck is broken and then the company goes under in that little bit of time that the the neck was being repaired, you know, as they were going and, and basically having him on bed rest. His, the, the company goes under, now you're fired, now 50 other people are fired, now you go. And, you know, it could be a positive. Now you go and because you were fired, now someone approaches you and says, hey, I have this opportunity and and it's what you were purposed for. You know, it doesn't always have to be negative, it, but that one thing about Final Destination, if any of you have heard about that movie or watched any of those movies, it, it has these type of scenarios, you know, and it's it's the same way. Like, every single little thing happens for a reason. Everything comes into butterfly effect, and it may not be as, as grave as that type of stuff right there, but even those little things, you know, even me going and, and the rain stopping, it was insane. You know, and that couldn't have just been a sign for me. That could have been a sign for someone else, too. You know, on, on the other end of it, it could have been someone saying, hey, you shouldn't be going into that city. On the other end, it could have been saying, look, as quickly as, as heavy as the rain stopped, I mean, as heavy as the rain is, I'll clear it up like that. You know, it could have meant so many different things for other people. So you have to interpret them what they mean to you. You can't depend on other people. Hey, this is what I got. This is what I have. Unless it's someone that's very seasoned in the sense of how God speaks and how God communicates. You can't bring it to them all the way. You know, you can't bring it to a buddy that's drinking every night and you say, hey, you know, I lost my wedding ring. And like, oh, you'll find it. It'll be, uh, you know, come on, let's go have a drink. You know, just don't even worry about it. And in the meanwhile, you're over here in your head like, man. What's my wife going to think about this? What's my husband going to think about this? Whatever it is, you know? And and it's those little, little things that, that matter. Because that was another thing that happened with me. The same thing when, when I went to jail. One time I had a gun and I lost my ring. And it was tainted right here on my finger. Because I used to work in the sun, but I always wore that ring. And when I got to jail, it was just tainted in my finger. I had a, a, a lighter band on my finger where my ring would be. And it was like, now that I'm looking back at it, actually, I'm getting that revelation right now. But I like wore that ring with so much pride, right? I wore it with so much pride. And even after it still left a stain, even after I was forced to take it off, it still left a thing. Oh man, I'm preaching right now. It still left a stain on my body. It still tainted me and it wouldn't leave me for a long time. That stain stayed. It stayed. And that's, that's, everything correlates, you know, the spiritual always goes into the physical. And relationships are spiritual. 
right? They're not physical. They're spiritual. We're spiritual beings, so whenever we have a relationship with another spiritual being, that's that's spiritual. Oh, right? We've had so many instances and, and little, little things, little things. It doesn't have to be like, I could tell you so much. I could go on and make this be like a three-hour part, you know, a three-hour whatever you were an episode and it, it just there's so many instances so many little things like i literally had a situation actually not that long ago where water was just in my room out of nowhere just a big old puddle that wet some of my electronics but my computer charger luckily everything was good but it was just a big old puddle no water coming from the window no signs of the vents making water because you know how sometimes they drip. It was just a big old pile of water. It wasn't close to any walls. And it was just so weird because I woke up to it. You know, it just appeared out of nowhere. And, and it's these things like something like that. That's just crazy, you know. It's, it's insane to think about and appear. And it was like God was showing me, hey, I'm about to give you abundance from dry land. I'm about to show you what is like, what I can really do. You see this water? You see it right here in the middle of your room showing that there's no source anywhere to be seen? That's me. That's what he was saying to me. And and I looked at that and I was just so joyful because I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know, a lot of people would get scared of that, but I'm like, man, this, this is great. This is amazing. And like so many little things, even when it comes to, hey, I went and I got stuck in traffic. I got stuck in traffic on the way where uh, to an appointment I was supposed to be at. I don't even look at it with so much anger anymore. I'm like, oh, man, I should have been here. I, I hate being late. Oh, I'm blaming these people and these people. And I could blame myself, too. You know, hey, I wasn't prepared enough. But at the same time, it's like God knows your habits. God knows who you are. God knows your heart and your character and your actions. He knows you more than anything. He knows the thoughts that form in your head before they're formed in your head. And everything is placed so strategically. I went into that traffic. I could not go. Okay. I was on a very limited time crunch. And I had to realize. Hey. That, that That's not the place I was meant to go. You know. There's there's a lot of things that you see like that. And one of the one of the things too. Um, I don't know if y'all heard of that one movie. God's Not Dead. Beautiful movie. Beautiful movie. And it basically has similar things like the same way about signs you know there was this one pastor that he just kept wanting to go out of town with another pastor that came out of town and they were going to go over to i i don't know some kind of convention or something but the, the car they just kept ordering a car from a, a car service and each time it just stalled it just always stalled and eventually you know he just got so irritated and the other pastor he told him well you know, maybe it's God's will that we have a reason for staying here. You know, and, and come come find out a little bit later, there's a a female, a teenager, that goes and she's kicked out of her house because her parents are from Islam. You know, and she was over here listening to scripture on the low key, right? She was She was trying to do it with no one finding out, and they ended up finding out, and they kicked her out. And she went to that church and he was right there. He was meant and placed in that position for the exact time. So God's timing, the creator's timing, Elohim's timing is always perfect. Whenever you feel a sense of urgency to move, move. Whenever you feel a sense 
of of staying still, stay still. That's the Holy Spirit within you. That's the divine connection of which we belong, of which where we belong. The vine that gives us life. Whenever you look at a tree, you say, wow, that tree produced amazing fruits. You don't say, hey, that little branch right there that, that's sticking out, the super big one. Hey, that produced really good fruits. No, you say the tree, right? We always got to give the glory to God. And and one of the things is we got to stay connected. You know, and that obedience is where we begin to produce the fruits. Because if you're just a branch that's not producing any fruits, you're most likely not going to produce leaves either. And you're just going to be a dead branch, a dead weight. You're literally going to fall off in a tree sense, right? That That's what happens. So it's not only the faith that we have to have in Christ and knowing that our sins are paid for. And yeah, we're getting, we're getting biblical here. And this isn't anything that has to do uh, with any type of religion, right? I'm going to reinstate that again. But it's not only knowing that we know these, these sins are paid for. These things that we did are paid for. We have our admission into heaven. They're paid for, right? But it's the faith that we have in it, okay? Because if you believe that that is true... And you fully acknowledge and understand it all the way to an extent. You have to fully feel what was done and fully comprehend what was done for you so that you can believe it. Because once you believe it, it'll show. Once you believe it in that magnitude, it'll show. Because you're going to want to obey. You're going to want to give grace and thanks. You know, if like if someone goes and that's real love, that's what love is. If someone goes and they're like, hey, you know, I, I love you. And you, you see that they're over here doing everything that they can, everything in their power. Show you love and love you and, and do everything they can for you. And you just go and you're like, oh, well, thanks. And you just, you know, constantly slapping them, spitting in their face, giving them the worst end, end of the stick, you know, just the bottom of the barrel, everything you can, that's not love. You're not showing love back. You know what I mean? So it's that love that changes. Love is one of the most powerful things, and love changes. And by the love of Christ in my testimony, by the love of God, by the love of the Holy Spirit, I was able to be in the perfect positions. You know, I didn't even look at jail as a bad thing. I'm like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because I realized, hey, these things were happening at, at an extremely, extremely crazy case. Like the the testimony that I really want to go into, it's uh I'm gonna say more so t- story. I'm not gonna say testimony because I can't really you know put out the information out there. But it it was a uh, it's it's a lot deeper. You know it, it's situations where it's crazy. Like you wouldn't even think that this was the way. You know that it has to do with a whole like yeah just crazy story of how I really you know realized hey this is a. Uh, is where I'm supposed to be, and it, you know, just to give you a little glimpse, it even includes a strip club. You know, it includes a a, a part of earning a lot of money, and and this is all in the span of 48 hours, right? So it's like, it, it's crazy. It's it's a little crazy story, but it's like I'm not, you know, what I'm saying I'm not it, somebody else's story. Okay, I'll tell it from a third person. It'll be probably the next hidden episode, but it's definitely gonna be in my book. Uh, the Beauty of the Rain, if you're interested. I got so many notes, but I haven't begun ra- writing it all the way. I got some pieces and parts and snippets, but that's that's coming out very soon, too. So, 
I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this or not. I'm going to just mention it. So if you hear it in here, it's in here, you know, and, and it's okay. Green light. I got a green light. But it's going to it, it's gonna be right there, too, with uh, Illumination itself, okay? It's going to be like a like a double drop. I kind of wanted it to be like, hey, I'll, I'll back you up, you know. I'll drop after you, you know, <laughs> like like type type situation. Or, or I'll be your, uh, what is it called, your hype man for a book or something like that, you know. I, was, uh, I wasn't trying to do that double drop because I know that Illumination itself is going to be a really good book. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say too much on that one either, because that's a, that's a whole private book that Lex is writing up and it's just amazing. You know, she gave me a little snippet this morning and it was, uh, it was insane. It was really good. Really, really good. Like I started thinking, like it has you thinking that was only like two, three paragraphs that she gave me. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. And, and this is a huge episode that I've been wanting to have for a long time now and I, I think I kind of pushed a little bit of where I was trying to go but hey you know it's, it's that obedience that I was just speaking of you know is being obedient and, and saying I'm not gonna cut off the flow that's coming okay it's different that's why people made dams that's why people made faucets because they want to cut off the flow they want to be in control whenever you're at a river you can't really do that you can't cut off the flow. You can't cut off the flow of a river unless you really, really try. But it's the same thing, you know? Why why fight against what's natural? Oh, damn, that was a bar. Oh, I got to write some of these down. But that's 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 kind of how it is, you know? It's signs. You're always called. You're always going to have something in your face that's going to say, "Hey, this is what it is. This is connected to this situation." And you'll, most of the time, you'll have that intuition to realize, hey, this is what it is. Sometimes it's not even what you want to hear. You know, sometimes it's just like you want to change it in your mind. And I know because I've done that before, too. I've changed it in my mind. I've had the message given to me, and I try to make it what it wasn't. Multiple times, multiple times, because sometimes it's just not what you want to hear. So trusting it trusting that intuition that that's given to you that's one of the the key elements to making sure that you're not only obedient but you're on the path that god intended for you okay because that's one thing that we have to trust is as a father you know our parents some some people just have really heinous parents but our parents most of the time they just want us to be on a really good path you know, they want the best for us, but them still being man, them still being human, it's incredibly hard for them to do. You know, they don't even know what the right path is most of the time. So it's still the intention behind it, even though the actions or route isn't the best way. You see what I'm saying? Like even someone that goes and robs bread because they want to feed their family, their intention is like, I'm trying to save a life. But their route is like you, you, you could have, you know, you could have gone a different way. Intentions is something that's huge. That's something I can't wait to go over as well. But it's a, uh, it's just deep. It is deep. So if you see things, you know, let me know. You know, I want, I want to actually hear some of your feedback of, of almost like mini testimonies. You know, I might just have to put up a Quora thing. You know what? I'm gonna do that. 
either I'm going to put up a Quora. No, I'm going to do it on Facebook, too. If you want to follow us on Facebook, uh, we just created the RD, uh, the Flip the Switch page. I'm sorry. We just created the RDDC's Flip the Switch page. That's what it is. Type it in the box. Look it up. I'm going to create a post where I want you guys to come and basically give your little mini snippet of what you've seen. You know, almost like Quora. And and I'm going to do it on Quora, too, so so other people can find it and we can speak about that, too. And basically ask, you know, what signs have you seen that connected to something much larger than what it presented itself to be? And I want to hear some of your feedbacks. You know, even in the comments where you're listening to this right now, give us some feedback because these these things are just beautiful. You know, hearing hearing all these types of things and seeing God work in so many people's lives is just amazing. You know, one of the favorite things that I have is just hearing other people's testimonies. I've heard people get cured from cancerous tumors. I've heard people go and, and have the ability to just regain their health. I've heard people literally getting and coming back from the dead. Like, all these things are just amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing things. It's like, God is is awesome. You know, the real God. The, the real unboxed, untapped, untainted, forever and ever God is amazing. And you're constantly, if you're on the walk with Him, you're constantly going to learn. Constantly going to learn how He operates, how He is, who He is. Um... You know, you you may never get to the level to where you even understand a piece of of heavenly things, but trust. That's what faith is. Trust. Trust that he is good and he is has the best intentions for you. And with a character, a person uh, that is all knowing, that has the whole power of the universe in his hands. That's 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 uh that's someone you could definitely trust, you know. So it's like if you if you really wanted to kill you, and you see this all the time in movies, right? If you if you really wanted to kill you, if you really wanted to bring you down, he would have done it already. So that's uh that's kind of the conversation that's been waiting to come out. I I don't know. It was kind of spontaneous to get on here right now. Um, usually I time it or I premeditate it, but this one I'm like, nah, I'm gonna record this because I've been waiting for it, and I know. You're listening to this right now, and this is perfectly timed in your life, right? God has perfect timing. So right now, you're listening to this. Even if you're listening to this two years after it dropped, two months, three decades, whatever it is, this is perfectly timed in your path. Even if you've already listened to it, and you're listening to it again, three months later, this is perfectly timed in your path. God does not make mistakes. And you are not a mistake. You are purposed. You are powerful. You are a child of God. So act like it. Okay? Alright. You already know how we're going to tag this off. I love each and every one of you. Keep pushing forward. Keep persevering. And keep having your faith. In the one and only true divine. I love you all, and I'll catch you on the flip side.